Hi everyone, it's Nick here today, founder of Real Estate Today New Zealand, and I am very thrilled to have the National Auction Manager for Harcourts New Zealand, Shane Cortez, with me today. Shane, thank you so much for sitting down with me this morning. No worries, Nick. Nice to see you, mate. You too. Now, Shane, I'd love to talk to you about all things auction, um, if that's okay with you today particularly leading into the spring market. But before we get into it, I've got a couple of questions here I'd love to go through with you. Yep, sure. What's happening in the auction market at the moment? Yes, it's a good question, isn't it? So so look, it's a question that I get asked on a daily basis, which is a which is great. So I the the what I saw at the start of the year was pretty. Uh, it was pretty brutal. It was pretty tough. So we were calling a lot of auctions, taking people through that process, and having no bidders, and passing in a lot of properties, and positioning them to go through the market. But that can get a little heartbreaking. It can get a little demoralising. It can get a little bit, you know, pull down on your on your energy a little bit. And then what I started to see in March, April, May started one bidder started to come back into the game. One, then two, then three. Over the last two months, through the month of June and July, I've seen multiple bidders come out uh, to auction, get themselves into a position to be done conditions. So I'm talking threes, fours, fives, sixes. And I've also sold more homes to first home buyers in the auction rooms in the last two months than I've done in a long, long time. So uh, the energy is starting to come back into it. People seeing the value of, uh, of being in the auction room. Owners are more adjustable to meet markets uh, for cash values. And people are getting that and, and they're competing on an open, open basis. It's good. Does that mean, and I've seen some reports, does it look like the market's starting to shift? Are we sort of out of the woods? Um, or I guess I guess the question I'm, I'm trying to ask is, should an owner that's potentially watching this feel confident bringing their property to market at the moment? Two, two things with that. One swallow never makes a summer as, as well. So you have these great weeks and you have weeks that have come down a little bit. But there are always reasons for those for those weeks. So for the last couple of weeks, it's been a little harder for us, but it came back of some really bad weather and school holidays as well. And all those things play a little yeah. a little yeah. chemistry relation to what's going on in the market. But what I'm seeing is that that uh, owners should be looking at coming to the market if they are going to, to move on to the next level of what they want to do, particularly if they're upgrading uh, and they want to get something slightly bigger and better because the market is still sliding the same way for everybody. It's yeah. a great time now to to up, upsize the home. It's also a great time now to downsize the home as well, to move the cash up and get into something uh, get into something nice and easy. This It's it's interesting, isn't it? I, I don't see, and we, we'll talk a little bit later about the best times to have auctions and things like that. I don't actually see that there's a bad time to have an auction. There's no there's no downside. And I think once we get through that into our head that an auction is about finding the people in the market who are prepared to pay you what you feel comfortable with on a cash basis and then let, enable you to make the decision, it can be done on it, it can be done on, on Thanksgiving Day in America. I, it doesn't really matter. You know, yeah. it's yeah. But there's there's yeah, no good time. Historically, it's always the spring rush comes through. Historically, every four years, it gets a little bit tighter with elections and stuff like that. But yeah. I'm actually not seeing that there's any downside to auctioning at any particular time. Okay. And I do want to come to the spring uh, market in a second, but you just mentioned the election. Obviously, you guys are going to the polls October, is it? Yep. Yep. Do you think that's going to have a big impact on the spring market this year? I don't think it will. Uh, and the reasons I don't think it will is because there's not there's, – there's, a couple of years ago, when when Labour, well, a couple of elections ago, when Labour were coming in, there was some of their some of their uh, policies around housing, etc., were a little frightening for perhaps investors, for potential new owners or whatever. So people really held back. I don't think there's going to be that that mass change here. Uh, although I do think if National gets in, we will see so we will see the economy. Um, 
economy with a smile on its face and people prepared to move on to whatever they want to do next with a, with a degree of confidence. That's what I'm reading in, in the reports and reading in the papers. That's not a personal opinion, yeah. but I, I think we're going to see. So, that, so that, if I'm reading that correctly, is that kind of things will stay the same if the current government, uh, sorry, current government stays or if the nationals get in, it's better for everyone. So it's pretty much, it's not going to have a detrimental impact um, no matter which side gets in here, would that be? I, I think you. I think you're pretty much on the on the pace. I think we will see an influx of properties on the market uh, if national comes in, because people will go, okay, now I'm, I'm in. I'm going to go. I think if Labor stays in, we will we will potentially stay the same, and we'll be looking at what their policies will be over the next four years. Okay, perfect. Now, Shane, you mentioned spring. Uh, yep. It is coming towards the end of winter by the time uh, this gets out there. Let's be really clear, Nick. Auckland doesn't have that. Auckland has had a winter since the start of January at the moment. It's been <laughs> bloody awful. You guys have. You've had a very wet year. Um, yeah. I've been following it closely. But, Shane, hopefully the sun will come out for you guys in spring. Why should an owner now start to think about a spring auction um, and, and everything that entails? What would your advice be to even the agents that are watching this? Um, how can they start to communicate with their vendors why it's time to start thinking about getting your property ready for auction or getting ready to come onto the market what based on your experience why is august a good time just yeah, good good nick so historically uh spring there is an influx of of properties that come onto the market so the choice is going to be greater for a buyer generally that that's that's just historical this year is going to be slightly probably not going to be quite as much but we are still going to have that influx of properties that come on onto the market right. the question that a lot of owners are asking the moment is geez if i sell my home and what am i going to buy if there's if there's this lack of listings come on so my advice to anyone wanting to go to the market at the moment or an agent talking to an owner would be to say, hey, look, let's get your property on, on the market. Let's beat that uh, spring rush. Let's be at the start of spring, but let's go, maybe give a little bit of an elongated settlement time, which enables, which enables us to then meet, to, to go and buy in more of a, of a, of a, of a, spring market that's got more properties there as well so if you can be there on the 1st of September 2nd of September the settlement date at the end of October geez there's going to be some properties that are going to come on the market in that late September early October month that you will be cashed up ready to buy but if you're saving if you're waiting for you to do your campaign until until sort of third week of September fourth week yeah. you may not be in a position to bid unconditionally on those so hey now's a great great time to to any merit in going earlier, Shane? Let's say um, mid to the late, late August to commence. Yep, well, exactly the same scenario. Okay. I mean, your your open homes are not going to be uh, twilight. They're not going to be at, uh, at five and six. You're going to try and get them in the middle of the day, and you're going to elongate that. As I said, elongate that settlement date and be there to be a cashed up buyer in in the spring market. Obviously, when there's more properties around. Yes. People have a greater choice, and the buyers seem to think they've got a little bit of a control. But I can tell you now that the numbers of properties listed in the New Zealand market at the moment, and particularly Auckland, uh, is low. It's it's down in what it has been. So the buyers haven't got that choice anymore. So when they find something, they're really going for it. So be part of be part of that feeding frenzy. Why why would you why would you not? 
Yeah, so, and I think that that's great advice for an agent that's watching this because we were just speaking about off air before we came on. A lot of the conversation, and as an agent, I've come across this in my own career, whereas it's sometimes you always feel like you're picking up the phone to a vendor, like, are you ready yet? Are you ready yet? But this yeah. is good quality information to go back to a vendor that's talking about selling in spring and saying, hey, Shane, I know that we've been talking about potentially doing something in spring. However, what I'd like to do, number one, to get you ahead of the market so that you're not competing with an influx of property let's go maybe the last week in august that way you're ahead of the competition you've got the pool of buyers before everything comes up but you've also got a sale and a settlement or an exchange to go out shopping when all the properties come on so that's a good conversation for an agent it's a perfect, it's a perfect conversation to have the other thing you talk about nick as well is, is hey look um, just just to let you know that, that in that spring there is an influx of listings come on i want to get you ahead of that ball that means i'm going to i, I want to know now I want to know now, I want to get you the best photographer before they get busy. I want to get you the best stager before all this stuff goes. I want to get you the best auctioneer before they get booked up and busy in a time that suits you. There's all these things. If we can do that before everyone else comes onto the market, yeah. you're going to pick up all of the, you know, in those three instances alone. Yeah. The top three reasons to list. Is it worth an agent now, and I know I used to do this, starting to book times to so let's say for argument's sake you've got middle or third week of september if we go to a spring auction to go to an owner and say based on your property because i imagine that every single pro i was always sorry let me rephrase that i like to have my auctions in the morning because uh, i always felt that people were more energetic in the morning and i didn't want you know to get to four o'clock in a saturday afternoon and potentially have my buyers bid on something else and miss out but it also is property dependent as well, right? So if you've got a property that gets morning sun, that's probably where you want to um, have the option while it's looking its best or in the afternoon. Is it worth, and this is one thing I've found, going back to an owner and say, look, I've been thinking about your property. I've had a quick chat with our auctioneer. You know, you get the morning sun. We think that, you know, a 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning auction is great. The auctioneer can do it on these two dates at this time, does any of those suit you with your plans? Is that another way that an agent can kind of progress the pipeline while still trying to secure the listing, but still showing value as far as I'm not doing this for me, I'm doing this because it's going to present your property in the best way? Absolutely. So, so what you're saying there, if I was a if I was a vendor and you were coming out with me with that, what you're doing to me right here, right now, is you're providing potential solutions to any problems that I may have, and that's really good. So, hey, look, this is what we can do. Here's a solution to your problem. That you may, let me help you do this because I've already looked into it and I've done this. By the way, I've also I hope you don't mind. I've also um, I've also booked out www37 Smith Street, um, and I've purchased the domain for that as as well, just in case, which you can have. But I just wanted to make sure. I I got that in there and based on everything we've got going if we'd started now we've, we've got an auctioneer that's available we've got a stager that's available would that help you would that take a little bit of pressure off your planning and you've already done the work for them now perfect perfect point and this is something i was speaking with one of our members a couple of weeks ago who's very new to the industry now their thing was they kept missing out on a couple of listings because the experienced agent who's been in the game for uh sorry for 20 years 400 sales under their belt. This is a great way for someone starting out to get a bit of traction, right? Because it's an owner cares about their property. You might have sold 400 properties, but if someone came to me and said, Nick, I've been thinking about your property, X, Y, Z, all of a sudden that gives a younger agent starting out. It's a different quality conversation, but it's my sole dedication is your property. Is that a good way for an agent who's starting out to build a profile? 
Yes, there's two things I, I talk to when when new agents are being out. One, you're uh, you're establishing a reputation. Not you, you're not relying on one. Okay, so that was really important for this as well. And I also like them to exercise, or, or and when I'm saying not exorcise the words I from their vocabulary and replace it with we. It's really important when you're starting out. So one, you've established a whole lot of solutions for a potential owner. I'm really focused on this property. I haven't got a massive listings to work on. This is the one that I'm going to going to focus on. But two. Do you know that we did 13 options last week of which eight sold under the hammer at a rate of 55% or whatever it was? We had 17 bidders, et cetera. I'm not saying I had those. I'm saying that we had those as, as a company. And any young agent can go in with that, that information. On the back of every solution that you've just supplied for the owner as well, why would I not consider them in my interviews? So the next one I've got with that, and again, it, I guess it comes back to boosting a profile and getting your name out there and getting seen, in particular if you are starting out. In your experience as an auctioneer, where is the best place to be holding an auction? And on that, look, I know it's property dependent and listing dependent. Where are you seeing the most success? Is it in room at the moment or on site? Well, I do. I do pretty much a a sixty forty split, and uh-huh. uh, so sixty in rooms, forty on site at the moment. I really enjoy going on site. Um, on, on I, I enjoy the, the the fun, the energy, and the buzz of the in rooms, and I enjoy the expedient nature of the transaction taking place. I enjoy that they're in a, in a room and it's there for business time. Um, but you know, we know it's property dependent, and it's also it's it's about going to a. To me, I always consider I always liken it to going to a restaurant. If you go to a fish restaurant and there's no chicken or there's no steak, you know, you're just dealing with fish. But I like to go to a restaurant that's got high quality chicken, it's got high quality beef, it's got high quality vegetable. So when you go to an owner, you can actually offer them the full menu. This is this is the advantages of being in rooms at the moment. There's multiple auctions happening that day. The auctioneer is still very focused on you, and you'll be in a private room, and the negotiation will take place between uh, either on the floor or between the rooms. The uh, value of doing it on on site at the moment is the place that one you're comfortable with two it's high profile for the property and three maybe there's a little bit of an emotional spill out on, on the last few bids but a decent auction you should be able to get that anyway it's where you feel comfortable we are proficient at doing doing both of them it's about a 60 40 split between in rooms and and uh, and on site with our company and i'm going to run you through the benefits of of both okay so for an agent who is not currently auctioning, now whether they're new to the industry or they're in an area where auction is not predominant um, or they've been toying with the idea of doing an auction, what would your advice be? Now, I'm not, before you, sorry, before you answer that, I, I, I'm not sure if it's big over uh, in New Zealand, but I'm a Genman trained agent. Um, now, that's a system that was uh, big here in Australia where there was no options, there was no open homes, there was no mobile numbers on signboards, things like that. And then I moved to Sydney's eastern suburbs and I had that kicked out of me very quickly. Um, where it Fascinating. Was, How did that work? Very difficult. Um, <laughs> I started in 2005 in Newcastle, so about two, three hours north of Sydney, and it was difficult to build a profile. Um, and I suppose this is the time before social media. It's the time before, you know, even a lot of internet um, uh, platforms were around. Uh, and it was, you know, everything was central to the agency. And I think now everyone's big at building a profile within a business. And I think that's great. Um, but I know when I came to Sydney uh, and I was taught options are bad, open homes are bad, uh, all that kind of thing, and I went into a 100% auction business, uh, office, 
and I struggled a little bit because I didn't understand it and I and I, I wasn't sure if I had the um what's the word confidence to, to go through an option campaign. But one one or two options under my belt, now there is no there is no other way I would ever um market a property for me because I like to get them in, get the interest um and, and get it going. But I can appreciate that it can be um what's the word daunting daunting, intimidating. Yeah, all of that. Yeah, the fear of the unknown, the fear of the, the fear of uh, not selling under the hammer, all of those things, all of those slightly you know negative. Can how's that going to affect my business? I empathise with that. I get it. Uh, I, I really do. But it's, it's my job to talk you through to try to exercise those demons, but yeah. still still keep them there as a as a motivator. Yeah. So how can someone who's been toying with it? What would the first step be? Would it be to speak with someone like yourself and say, "Look, I'm thinking about doing something like this," or what? 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 What could they do if someone's thinking about yeah. it? I, I always there's three things I always ask my agents to do, my new agents to do, and and number one is is to go to every auction room they possibly can. I always ask them to go to the admin cupboard and and print off and, and get a, a bidding sheet and print off about 20 or 30 of them, keep them in their briefcase, their car, or whatever, and go to every auction and write down where the auctioneer started, how many bidders were there, where it with the vendor bid was, where it was on the market, because that becomes a really palatable factual story and then you start to hear auctioneers voices you start to see patterns happening you start to see why you start to see the excitement and the energy build and all that sort of stuff becomes comes fun so that's what that's number one number two is is to just just hang out with with auction centric agents in the room and just just soak it up that's what i did when i first joined the industry a lady by the name of penny milne man she was she was everything she did went to went to auction i just listened and i watched and i and i learned from her number three is pick up your phone to an auctioneer um we we god nick i'm glad we've only we've we've got enough bandwidth today because i can talk auctions for three or four hours as joan will testify over a beer i I love them but talking to an auctioneer about why you go to auction without them going oh you've got to go to auction you've got to auction everything and well that doesn't help anybody hey i'm thinking of going to auction or you're an auctioneer you're obviously very um bullish on auctions i don't expect you to be as bullish as me or whatever but why should i be contemplating um uh, a, a career in, in auctioning off properties. Let, let, can we run through the good and the bad points of it? Because we will talk for age. We nothing better than seeing an agent succeed at auction, right? Um, and we deal with it every day. So I more than anyone know the process of the auction is about the result on the day. Yeah. But it's about moving that property down that conveyor belt. And at some point in time, it's going to drop off. I want it to drop off in 23 days, not in 46. Yeah. But it's about positioning it to either drop off on that 23rd day or not. And there are conversations about listing the property. And there are conversations about once the property is up and running, there are conversations with buyers. And there are conversations with auctioneers and reserve sets and then the negotiations. And all that is a really it's, – it's like – it's like selling houses on steroids, but yeah. we're, we're, we're really good at it and it's great. But to me, it's about moving someone into a new stage of property within, a, within that 23 to 30 day period. And the fastest way to do that is to find out how much the property costs because we can look at anything, can't we? You can look at any historical data from previous properties and we all know that it's probably going to be 
you know, the market value is going to suggest it's here, but there is also a, an emotional opportunity value as well. And it's finding out what that is. And that process is the quickest way to do it. But I also feel that agents often feel that and agents and vendors feel, and, and you you would understand this, Nick, that if it doesn't sell an auction day, oh my, have I damaged? Have I tarnished? Have I, whatever my property? And, and we've got to get through that. And there are some simple fixes to that because quite often you'll call an auction. I know we're going to jump in there, but call, you'll call an auction and, and the agent will go, I've got no bidders. I've got to stand up there in front of all of my peers, whatever. And the, and the auctioneer is going to say, this one bought to the market by uh, by Jamie Howe from our Harcourt's office. We've done a wonderful job, but we've got no bidders, have we? You know, you have, you have that sort of stuff. And I can feel the pain in that. Yeah. So I said to a couple of agents the other day, I said, well, you know, there's a simple fix to that. Uh, we, we, you know, don't come up. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring to the property, this, we bring to the market this 30 Would that work for you? Would that be okay? Yeah, yeah, that's good. So there's, there's, there's all these simple little fixes, but we should be going down this track first and foremost. Yeah. And, and there's two things. I want to come back to the bidders registry in a second because that that is a great point, and I haven't heard an auctioneer bring this up, um, but I want to come back to that in a tick. But what you just said there as far as not coming up, I don't think, and like all agents, I've had options that have passed in. I've had options that have had no buyers, and I don't think there is any shame in that so long as you've done the work leading up to the auction, you've exhausted everything, you've, your buyer management is on point, you're working with your buyers, you're speaking with your owners constantly about pricing and marketing and, and all that kind of thing. If it doesn't sell, the auction's one part of a three sales process. Sell prior, on the day or after. And I think if you've done all that work, and there, there are situations, and I've had it in the past, where the buyer for that property something's happened. You know, there's been at the finance, there was a, a, an issue at the very last minute. And there's, yeah, so there's things there that you know, unfortunately be on our control. With the bidder's registry though, what I love about that, and, and I even use it myself when I was trying to do things like get styling uh, for, for a property. Now, styling for a one or two bedroom property around here is probably going to cost you about five grand. And some owners would almost balk at that. Oh, I don't want to spend that. Then if you pull out a bidder's register and say, look, this is what, my last property sold for, we had 10 bids. As you can see, it started off at 500,000, landed at 970. This bid here was 10 grand. I'm only asking you for five from styling, which means I've only got to get one bidder to put their hand up at auction. And if you have a look at the last five auctions that we've run, um, you can see, number one, uh, the increments that they go up in. But you can also see that once it got to 950, we were hustling for every last $1,000. So it wasn't just like, okay, we're on reserve. Let's, you know, let's just put this thing to bed. They, you know, we had 10, 20, $50,000 increments. Then we get down to a thousand. Then we get down to 500. This is how hard I'm going to work. And I think as agents, and I've said this so I'm blue in the face, we are very good at selling our results, but not what we do. Not our process. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. And that's something that for anyone watching this, um, owners care about themselves, and I think if you can show that you're going to show them that you're going to get them every last cent, opposed to just telling them, I think that's a very powerful tool. It's not. It's not. It's also what you've shown them, Nick, is not an opinion. What no. you've shown them is 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 fact. This has happened, and in fact, this is the video of this auction. Let's watch it together, and you can watch the the. So it, it may cost you five thousand dollars in staging, but geez, look at the return that made, and that that can be a vendor bid at some point of time. It's a it's a simple increment because vendors will also always meet the market if they've been shown evidence as to why, and they're being communicated with on a daily basis because they feel as though they've been being listened to. If they, if you just um, you know, turning up there at, at reserve said, hey, the, the, we've had trouble getting feedback from some people. They're, they're not going to set a reasonable reserve. But if you show them 
why they need to spend that money, which is exactly what you've done, which is why I've always asked agents to go and get those bidding sheets and go to every auction that you possibly can. During COVID, it was as easy as pie because you could sit at home with a pizza and a Coke and a beer and do it because everything was being streamed. Exactly. But get up there and show your face and do um, just just do some. We 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 professionals in that industry love this job. I love this job. It's a great job. That's a simple touch. That's that's a step above being a professional by showing them a laminated sheet of what happened at 64 Smith Street yes. just 10 days ago. Started here, did it. It's and, simple. And I think the thing too there, Shane, uh, almost to wrap it up, is if coming back to the newer agent, and I'm, I'm, I know what it's like being that new agent. I know what it's like trying to get the momentum. If you don't have the options, go to, and, you know, you don't necessarily, if you don't necessarily want to be showing results of a competitor's option, go to someone in your office. Ask them uh, or, or your network. If you're a part of a network, go to your, your network as well. So, Shane, I think there's some absolute gold advice in there, and I, I'm sure most of the agents uh, and everyone watching this will uh, take away some value. While I've got you, is there anything else you'd like to finish up on? Or well, just like to say, if, if, if you're starting out in the industry or even if you're in, in finding it a little bit tough, Go to auction and, and have a, get yourself associated with an auctioneer. Get chemistry with an auctioneer is really, really important, okay? Because you can almost subliminally talk to each other from, a, from an auction. Hey, is this going to go on in the market? So get a relationship with an auctioneer. Tell them you want some training from them. You want to, to grow your business together. Because the great thing about having uh, an auctioneer on your side is that it's it's a team and you don't and the vendor is going to pay for him. It's, it's This is about him helping you negotiate. You know, when you're doing five or 600 reserve sets a year as opposed to seven or eight yes. or nine, or yeah. there's some knowledge there that you can you can take, you can gain on the back of just by having a relationship with an auctioneer who's there to help your business at a fee that the vendor is going to cover. Now, that is something, sorry, I know I said I'd wrap it up there, but that is a very good point, and I really would like to highlight that. Relationships with an auctioneer is so, so important for the simple fact, and I'll come back to what I just said about um, we're great at selling our results but not what we do. I know when I would auction a property, my relationship with my auctioneer was very tight. They knew if I walked a certain way, if I had a little hand gesture, if they said something, we knew what everyone what, sorry, what each other was talking about because you need to be making decisions in a split second in auction. You really want to keep that momentum up. And I think it's really important that if an owner does come to an auction that you're marketing, sorry, a potential vendor comes to see you in action, I think it's really um, critical to call that vendor back either that afternoon or later the next week and say, Shane, look, thank you for coming along to this, this auction. Just wanted to let you know the reason we had it at that particular time in the morning was when I said this at the auction that was because we actually hit reserve at this part but as you saw i was going for every last you know thousand dollars five hundred dollars because from a, the public's eyes and even if it is just the public some auctions i've had some auctions that last five minutes as little as five minutes some have gone a little bit longer but but you know for, for someone who's watching that they're thinking it's only five or ten minutes work and it's, no it's not there is so much that's actually going on so i think coming to your point Having that relationship with an auctioneer um, and explaining that to a vendor again is just takes you that next step, uh, next step higher as a professional. And, and, and the auctioneer, if, if you have that really good chemistry, that understanding, uh, a lot of real estate is about the customer experience yes. uh, as well. They they want to walk away, both buyer and seller. If you can get them both smiling at each other, that it's okay. If you can walk away with them having a good customer 
valued experience they're going to tell an awful lot of people and that comes from a relationship from a good auctioneer and a good agent working together and making people feel as though they're making good decisions for yes. them and their family without without the added value of pressure 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 and it's transparent yeah. and that's what people love shane thank you so much for sitting uh, down with me today i had a ball um, anyone out there if you'd like to discuss option or anything like that